I'm recording now. But look at this drink. It's called Chinoto. Have you seen this? Chi Chimoto? Chinoto. It's like the worst kind of root beer I've ever had in my life. It's like very herby, um, floral. But it tastes like root beer, but like flat, bad root beer. Like imagine a root beer that's left open in the fridge. It tastes like that when you open the bottle. I could I could just imagine root beer. I don't really. I think, know, root root a, root beer? I think root beer is a waste of time. Hey, do you know what, Siri? Give us the wiggle time. Gotcha. Hey Siri, give us our five. We got some wiggle time. I'm on it. Fever hasn't added support for that with Siri. Don't worry, it's timer. I think just Siri doesn't understand me quite yet. I mean, one day I'm gonna try and uh, get her to. Like we're gonna vibe. I'm gonna be like, hey, you know what, Siri, sign your sign your pity on a runny kind, and it's gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. Is your Siri sounds like a guy though, like a British guy? It is. Yeah, we've talked about this. It's it's Jeeves. I wanted but, to rename it, but, but it wouldn't called, let me. But you just called it her. Eh, I don't think I don't think she cares. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, on on that note, I did I did find it very interesting that the protests that have been going on. Um. There was some in England, and the British accent is a beautiful thing. You know, it can make cunt sound so classy sometimes, um, but not in this case. They were chanting Black Lives Matter, and they sounded like Pip from South Park. It's like, Black Lives Matter, Black, but they were chanting it, so it was like oh my God. super loud. It was very odd. Yeah, well, the the, the English accent is a, is a very strange animal. It's uh. It could make the stupidest person sound smart, which is super misleading. That's very true. You know, you're like, oh, this guy's obviously smart. It's like, oh, wait, he's an idiot. Okay, shit. That's you know, like, My interpretation is that they're automatically, like, kind of uh, pretentious and, like, think they're better than you. Yeah, but that, that automatically comes with this idea that they are smart, right? Like not intelligent. Well well it's perceived intelligence. Even if even if you perceive it as, you know, uh, as uh pretentious, that there is a there is a box there's a little bit of uh intelligence involved because if you get if you're pretentious, you have to have some type of intelligence. Have because you ever had spotted dick non intelligent people don't use the word pretentious. Have you ever had spotted dick? Uh no, and I uh, I've seen it, and it just like I'll pass. Have you ever, had, like Mar- have you ever had Marmite? Cuisine. You ever had Marmite? Vegemite or Marmite? Marmite. No. Yeah, they're not. In- I don't think they're intelligent. I think they. Think well, not when better. it comes to cuisine. Well, I mean, that's part of it is that they think they're better, and that the, their food is like this better. And it fucking blood pudding, like come on, man. Get There's out. really nothing good about English cuisine. I'm gonna- oh, you know what? I take that back because. Cabbage. No, no, it's you know what it is? Curry. Their curry is legit because it's like yeah, yeah. The English cuisine is should be based off of Indian food because like that's all they were it's their Mexican food. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, the the the, the, the Yeah, the, the Indians and Pakistanis of England are basically the Mexicans. They do all the, the or Latins, you know, they do all the all the, the manual labor work. Uh and everybody so loves their food. It's their mango salsa. Yeah, kind of. The curry is their, curry's their guac. I mean, their, their curry is like mango salsa. Curry's like their guac. Yeah. The way you said it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> their guac. Hey, you ever, you, come on, man. You ever rocked out with your guac out? <laughs> it's 
It's pretty hammered. I might, I might be doing that right now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you are. You've been wearing pants this time? Not anymore. Uh, before we get out of the wiggles, dude, I've re-found a love for Adam Sandler. And fuck Uncut Gems. I didn't like that at all. Are you talking about that, uh, the, the stand-up he did? No. On Netflix? I started watching all his old movies again, and I just really enjoy his movies again. Oh, they're wonderful. I showed them to my kids, which I know is inappropriate, but I didn't care. My wife keeps going, oh, that's an, she's like the appropriate police. Like, oh, no, that's inappropriate. You can't watch, show that to them. What was and the I'm like, they really liked. What was like their favorite? Kind of all of them. Like, I've showed them, uh, so far, I've showed them Happy Gilmore, The Water Boy, and, uh, what was the last, uh, Billy Madison, which, uh, that one was a little, oh, yeah, I was like, halfway through, I was like, ooh, you know what I'm showing them? Okay, maybe this oh, is. Oh, yeah. Because he has that jerk off. Yeah, yeah. Nudie Magazine Day, all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that one, I was like, okay, you know what? Dude, remember your, remember your movie's tone. I'm not even talking about that era. I love that era. I'm talking about, I'm not talking, fuck Jack and Jill. I'm talking about like first grown ups. Um, just go with it. I had never seen, I watched it twice already. Just um, go with it. Yeah, you I've know what? Okay, okay. Before I, I, the only thing that bothers me about Adam Sandler is, and, and it doesn't bother me. I'm just like, maybe I'm jealous. I don't know. It's like he makes movies for himself, right? He puts, casts himself as a lead character, like he always did. Then they, they're winners, right? Where they used to be winners. And then he, like, oh. done. Done. That was perfectly done. That was a magical – I had such a good point, and now I can't say it. I'm so upset right now. Wait, Welcome back to Cabin Fever. God damn it. Wait, how can right. releasing the Wiggles get you more Wiggles? That's weird. Dude, I'm so fired up with Wiggles right now. You understand? My blood has turned into snakes. <laughs> like, all my veins are just wildly – and there's a bee in here. There's a bee in here. I got a bee in my garage. Oh, boy. Yeah, seriously, I saw a bee. Nah, no, but I am a hornet killing mofo. I know. Did you? Are you still deciding to kill hornets for a living? Oh no, they're they're all dead. I, I murdered them all, and their families. Oh, I thought they were protecting your garden and stuff. What happened? We talked about that. I got rid of the garden. <laughs> so hey, they they have outrun their purpose, huh? Because of the hornets, or no? It's just you know, honestly, I just don't want any hornets. My my wife goes kill all the hornets. Oh, there's hornets' nests all over the eaves of our home. Kill them. And I'm like, all right, well, hey, man, happy wife, happy life, you know? Yeah. No, that's yeah. saying for a reason. It's very true. <sighs> I'm what telling you, I... this is Ed. It's cabin fever. What the uh, fuck are we talking about today? Oh, I'll tell you what we're talking about. Something near and dear to my heart. The apocalypse. All right. We all know what's going down. Like, everything's happening. Shit is raining. Okay, let's um, look. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Okay. And I want you to tell me if the apocalypse is happening. And if you don't feel it is, I want you to give me a solid reason why it isn't. A nice positive approach would, would be helpful for the show. But if I'm, if I manage to change your mind or make you feel this way, then good on me. Wait a minute. Are you speaking to me or the audience of two that we have? Um, whomever. I, I'm, let's just for the sake of moving the show along, let's just say I'm talking to you. Okay. Uh, but afterwards, if anybody else wants to feel that way, then yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry for being that guy. Very Jesus existential of you. Thank you. But uh, either way, I'm saying that when I was a kid, and this tells you the start of when I was a kid in like the fifth grade, okay, we had a substitute teacher, 
and and I I went to a Catholic school, and they pulled out a tape, this random tape, and just stuck it in for the like the last like a half an hour of class, right? And it's so and it was weird because it just so happened to be a B on my hand. This B, I don't think he likes my voice. I think he does. I think it's well, maybe he does. Well, either way, it just so happened to be. There just so happened to be that it it was a tape on Nostradamus. Okay. Okay. And I'm just, and I hated the guy next to me. And I was like, I'm just going to watch this show because, you know, that's what you do when you have a substitute. Right? You're so nervous about this bee. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, he's he's buzzing me. He's zizzing. So when you when you hated the guy next to you, was he the equivalent of the B next to you right now? No, because I was able to focus on on the on the video. Uh, so I, I remember one part distinctly. I do distinctly remember one part of this Nostradamus video. It was that a guy named Ben something, and I was like you know, in the fifth grade, so I didn't remember. I just remember the word Ben being in the guy's name is going to do something and it's going to spark the end of the world. That will be the start of the end. That'll be start of the, the decline of the world. I'm very familiar with Nostradamus's readings and they're very, you know, you can interpret them in a lot of ways. Supposedly, like, 9-11 is in there. The yeah, right, the and been something, right? And I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. You know, and as a kid, I'm like, why did they put this in here? I'm in the fifth grade. You know, like, this is this, this is a very poor decision by my substitute. So after that, I kind of just threw it out of my brain and became a kid again. So now you, knowing what on. we know. Do you, do you fear the Antichrist? No, I don't care about that. Um, well, I do, but I don't He's fear part him. Of, He's part of the apocalypse. I don't fear anybody. But I do fear is the idea that this is about to, this has started. It is happening and it has become accelerated. Think about it this way. What are the four horsemen of the apocalypse? War, famine, death, and pestilence. Pestilence. Okay. And not in that particular order, right? War was the first. Pestilence was the second. Correct. Uh, I don't. I didn't know that. All right. So you pestilence is happening, school, sir. You went to Catholic school. That's not yeah, okay. So pestilence is happening right now. By the way, pestilence war, is war has been going on. War's, war's been going. War's been. He's been riding the game. He, he, war's been. He's been taking charge. Right. We are a war people. <laughs> We've had war presidents. We're we're at war with everything. We're at war yeah. with drugs. We're at war with on poverty. We're at, anytime we do something like George Carlin says, you know, anytime we do something, we declare war on it. Right? We're at war with ourselves right now. That's yeah, rockets and bombs. Yeah, yeah. Now at this point, we're at war with ourselves. Even as a as a supposed supposedly harmonious people, we are. No, at war I'm with talking ourselves. about individuals because society. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's funny. Did I just watch like this documentary the other day? And it's talking about how, like, a lot of the things that are going on right now uh, with the uprisings and stuff and, you know, civil unrest is that it's because you're not allowed to, as a private person, uh, share that with your public persona. So, like, let's say you're dating a black guy and you're a white woman. Yes, you guys can walk down the street holding hands, but sometimes it's better to not hold hands. Sometimes it's better to be separated by a step or two. 
because or to sit on the train and not sit on the same spot because you're judged and you're not allowed to be your inner self with your outer self. And that's just one example. Another is people who are like super Trump supporters and go to work and they know they can't be talking about that shit. So they bite their tongue, bide their time, then they go home and they do, they become who they are. This country has made you, or this society, I guess not this country, society in general, has made you divide who you are and not allowed you to express that 100%. You can express it a lot, don't get me wrong, but there's always this little part that you're shameful of for whatever reason, whether it's the porn you watch, whether it's uh, that you beat your kids, whatever it is, there's a lot of things you can't express. Some of those are for the right reason, don't get me wrong, but there is division amongst people, so you are constantly at war with yourself. I took shrooms not too long ago, and there was a young version of myself on one shoulder, and an old version on the other, and I was at war with myself for my thoughts. Well, everybody's at war with themselves. That's just that's just how war rolls. I'm at war with my alcoholism. Either way, um, <laughs> I just have yeah, I mean, alcoholism is playing the game. Shout out to the beer episode. Yeah, right. If you <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and uh, and harken back to our beer episode, which was fun, by the way. This one, we're talking about some deep, dark oh, shit. Dark. So right now we have pestilence, right? We got a coronavirus. The virus is making everybody stay home and actually creating more and more war because uh, strife, is, strife is happening, both social and um, and economic, right? Yeah. Uh, right. And uh, the next one would be famine. Famine is what happens when you don't have any damn food, which is what, which is what, if we keep doing what we're doing to the planet, is what experts exi- uh, predict will happen by about 2040. Like also, 20. also to the bees, by the way. So don't kill that. Yeah, bee. exactly. The bees dying. That's actually like they say it's a mystery. If you don't know, it's actually not a mystery. It's basically because we live in a monoculture and we have bees bust in different places and we use pesticides on the, on our crops because we want to keep our crops good and, and make sure that the yield comes in. We use those bees to go ahead and pollinate all the things that we do. And those bees are basically being poisoned. That's why they roll off and die. So uh, if you ever were curious about that, that's exactly why that happens. Just that. look up Monsanto. Yeah, exactly. Monsanto, straight up. Uh, and that's kind of, that's the only real bad thing about Monsanto. They actually, like, they feed people. But if you're killing the, the Ooh, things that are going to help think that's you. That's the only thing that's bad about Monsanto? Well, if you really think about it, like, let me put it this way, man. Uh, I don't subscribe to this whole GMO thing and all that. Like, it's like, dude, people are hungry. If you have to genetically modify things in order to, to live in harsher conditions and grow in places where food doesn't necessarily grow in order to feed people because they're starving, I'm pretty sure they're going to be cool with it. But then you also so, create new immunities in animals that didn't need, like insects specifically, which can evolve since their lifetimes are so short. They can evolve in the blink of an eye compared to... Uh, I won't be surprised to, be, to find out that by 2040... We will have no more organic food. So that's what famine's all about. Uh, and then, then, but what comes after is death. So that's some basic shit. You tell me if we are not living the apocalypse right now. Right in the middle is soil and green between step three and four. Yeah, I'm sure. And well, technically that would happen after because soil and greed, yeah, three and four, it's kind of a little dance of both. Well, that's why yeah, war and war and pestilence are dancing right it's now. Like a, it's like a nice a little, little dance later. A little, it's a samba. 
exactly. Samba. It's quick. Yeah. It's quick and sexy. Yeah, yeah it's sexy. It's, it's very flashy. It changes really quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's a samba. Samba right. of death. Like right now, we're dancing the merengue of war, and the samba of death is coming up. So, and yes, it's all Latin flavors. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> it should be a waltz, to be perfectly it's, honest. It's, uh, I think, what they call guac. Guac? Yeah. What well, is it, guac? It's a hodgepodge of deliciousness. It's the guac of death. It's the guac of death? We're all going to die. So, okay, you tell me, give me a reason why I shouldn't go on thinking that we are living in the apocalypse. Okay. Um, first reason would be the civil unrest and the protests on this scale. And it's not just in America, it's in Japan, it's in Germany, um, it's in England. Um, that is a social movement that has not existed since the civil rights movement of the 60s. It's never been that grand a scale. And look what happened after that. All of a sudden, people aren't spitting on black people in public. They're doing it in private. They're not spitting on minorities in public. They're doing it in private. And they're finding out other ways to take them out financially or put them in ghettos or whatever. That's what happened. So, but you still can go on the bus in public. You can date somebody you can marry somebody that's a minority and your wife those were things that were not possible before the 60s in your family in life in society so where we're at right now it's going to evolve to where cops can't beat minorities anymore and get away with it that's a huge step man the cops are not to serve and protect everyone they're here to serve and protect the elite so all the law, there's laws being passed in a lot of different states right now. They're not going to allow them to choke people out. They're, they're going to they're be held accountable for things. They're basically making the anti-gang injunction for the cops. And that has never been able to happen because of the union, the cop union, which is like the strongest. They might as well be the mafia. Yeah, it takes cops with checkered backgrounds and actually instead of just firing them or putting them in jail, sends them to different Yep. It's different oh uh, you know what? I'm sorry. The Catholic Church is secondary to that because you can be a priest and touch kids and just get moved and you're not Yeah, actually the Catholic Church is pretty 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 ironclad on their their, their situation. And, and the, the the one second to them would be the cop union. And that's starting yeah. to get uh infiltrated and broken up. So that will make social change on the scale that we have not seen in our lifetime. Be so you feel like, okay, so social change, that's, that's a positive spin on social change. Uh, well, I mean, but do you honestly feel that like all these protests and all these things, like everybody's feeling this certain way, what would it take? Because, okay, what, what usually happens? Like right now, think about it. Uh, you know why all this shit's happening? Yes. Because we have no circus. There's, yeah. The circus is no longer in town. There's no sports. There's no soccer. There's no uh, there's no baseball. There's no basketball. And I say soccer mainly because that, that kind of counts for the rest of the world. You know, there's nothing happening to occupy you so you're not focusing on how badly you're getting fucked and have been getting fucked for, like, this the longest time. You know, so and, – and, right? I mean – I think that's what they call a perfect storm. Yeah, and but that's kind of how they in ancient Rome they used to go ahead and they called it the circus, although it was the Colosseum. They you you would just watch people kill each other and not focus on the fact that you know the the system around you is crumbling. 
and it's flawed and it's, it's super messed up. I mean, I'm glad you bring up ancient Rome. There's uh, seven steps to the fall of a civilization. Uh, I think step six is when you become more involved with your vices than uh, how to treat people. And that's what like people, you know, watching weird porn or um, you know, putting money towards their dog having a crystal ball instead of giving a homeless man money, you know, things like that. And we're at step seven, which is where I think the, um, the have nots outweigh the haves so greatly. So there's like a tidal wave because the haves have, have almost, almost like the um, British royalty. They have only fucked themselves to keep the money in, in their little, their little bubble, right? Yeah, their, their greed is created corruption. The, well, yeah. Absolute well, power corrupting. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but, then, but then in, in the old, the olden times, it was literally like, uh, the, the children and the cousins fucking each other just so it, the royalty, the lineage would stay. So now it's the money is staying. And when I say fuck yourself, I mean that in a special kind of way because they're fucking themselves because now everybody's going to be against them. It's not just minorities now. They're fucking, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of white people are in poverty and underprivileged as well. But for the first time, there a lot of those people are identifying with the minorities instead of being like angry that they're in the same position as the minority. Right. right. Well, let me ask you a question. Going off of what we just said, right? And it's pretty obvious that the the you know our leadership is lacking and really doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I, 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 never say that. That. I mean, our president. I love uh, that guy. He made all the. Feel, do you honestly feel like I feel this way a little bit that him becoming president was actually a good thing? I just said he made all this possible. Yeah. Like it's if you had better leadership or a smarter human, um, he it'd be easier to cover up. Once again, perfect storm, man. Once again, if you have something, uh, I was telling somebody I forgot who the hell it was because you know I was drinking, uh, but uh, I told him like you know hey man you know if you if you're trying to fix something and it's if you got a system and you got you're trying to fix it you actually have to break it first. Like completely break it, Correct. and it feels a lot like that's what's happening now. Um, that being said, I believe it in the apocalypse because you know what? Those are they put it this way: we're fleas on the dog. We are, and if the fleas get obstreperous and start, oh yeah, yeah, like dude, do you think the world cares about that? Like well, the okay. world in general, the planet around us, the one that's getting destroyed left and right, and has been trying to shake us with. Uh, Earthquakes and hurricanes and and all and like all at record breaking paces or uh, heat waves or fires like it's shaking it's trying to go like hey get off of me I, because we're really kind of screwing it over. Well, uh, we are the social the change are, right? is social change being a thing that's a good thing, but that actually has to turn into systematic change of how we completely live our lives. Well, it does, because once social change becomes the norm and we actually look at each other like we're all human beings and you're not black, you're not white, we're all in this together, in this struggle, all of a sudden you stop focusing on me, you, me, you, and it's us. And then it's like, oh, shit, we can't grow food here. What do we do to grow food so we can eat? Not so you can eat, it's so we can eat. 
And part of that is, um, sorry, back what I was going to with the, the seven steps of the end of civilization, is that I think we are at a unique point in history in humanity as, as a human race, uh, where we are not gonna, our civilization will not fall like it has historically over Romans, Egyptians, uh, Mesopotamians, uh, the Huns, whatever. It always, it always collapses. I think we are now at a, at a intelligent point enough as a species where we can actually stop all the damage we're doing to ourselves. And then from there, you heal the planet. Hmm. Well, I like your positive attitude. Well, I'm not gonna if, lie. if money's I'm not lying. worth anything, do you know how quickly we could fix everything? If what? If money isn't worth, if money, if we realize money is just paper, right? And it has no value. All those people that are the haves that are rich and whatever, whatever, their whole system collapses as well. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I was, what book was I reading? I was reading more listening to a book. I was listening to like something called World War Z. It's about like, and, and it's not, nothing, nothing like the movie. Literally nothing like the movie. And it's basically like a, like a documentary style book on people who survived the zombie war, so to speak. And one guy was just talking about that. He's like, well, everything fell apart at this point. We had like the undead and they were making their way into California. So they built like a weird wall and just to try and keep them away, like a perimeter. And people had to start living lives and doing things and going through stuff. But the disparity of people who lived versus the people who actually had, who lived, who had meaning, like people who could fix stuff and, and dig ditches yeah. and build radios and, and, and create irrigation. All those, those guys, uh, ended up having to tell people who would have been their bosses or would have been, but they had zero skills, you know, like tell them, tell, they were basically the, the roles were reversed. I think those people are called essentials. Yeah. Essentials. They are called essentials. And yeah, we brought that back nicely. And I, but I will say this, I can, I can do irrigation. I fuck with sprinklers all the time. <laughs> like that's, that's all I got. <laughs> well, like I think it's safe to say that it's scary. I think one thing I'm afraid of is it's not because it's me. It's because I have children and I don't, and I feel terrible that this is the world that they're living in. Would you not take any of your children to a protest? Um, I would. My wife wouldn't. Do they watch anything on TV? Yeah, they do. They're aware of it. They're socially aware kids. Like my, my wife takes care of that. Like we actually go to a very big, my wife is the principal of a very progressive school that really gets out in front of this kind of stuff and like teaches the children empathy and how to actually look at things in a, in a, in a way where it's not just like completely being brainwashed. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's a good school that way. And my kids are aware of it. They're not as like, socially entwined with it because like I think they just choose not to and I'm not going to make them because they're kids I want them to be kids for as long as they can be and it feels like that's not a thing right now like I can't like I want them to be children I want them to play with toys and stuff the, the moment you put those toys away dude like the world is yeah right and, and that's happening right now you know, I'm looking at it like they're like, why can't we go outside? Well, because there's a virus outside or go out and talk to people. Why can't I high five that guy? You know, like it's 
you know, it's like, damn, these are things you used to be able to do. And now you live in a world where you just can't, you know, or, and that bothers me because A, I didn't live in that world. B, I feel like I didn't do anything to deserve the world I'm living in now. You know, like I didn't, I didn't, and maybe I do, maybe I, my complacency was that was the reason that this is happening now. But I do know that what's upsetting me is that the most of the people who, when this shit really hits the fan, most of the people who started this, most of the people who decided to disguise all the bullshit that's happening and deflect things with the news and, and make people feel like, uh, like everything was fine, or when somebody raises an alarm, they go, that's not an alarm, it's just because that guy went to school and he thinks he's better than you, or, or whatever, you know? It, it, they're going to be dead. And my children are the ones who are going to be alive. You know, and, and it's annoying. I it's mean, like, that, it, you it's think frustrating. Gonna be dead? You think it's going to be that type of revolution? I think this is for the for the. No, I mean, time. like, like by the time, like, uh, revolution-wise. Oh, I know, see what you mean. There's I mean, strong, like, let's say this keeps against. going the way it's going. Yeah, the boomers. Talking about the boomers. Yeah, they're all going to be fucking dead. Well, but but and, they're, and their and their way of life that they decided to go ahead and and just cling on to and not do what a real parent does, which is take the good things that your parents did and use them, and the bad things and throw them over your shoulder and get rid of them. They decided that they're going to keep all of that. They didn't do the right thing, and this is what's happening right now. You know, instead of making somebody feel great about screwing up. And be like, hey, man, you screwed that up, but you're going to get better at it. They decided that they're going to do what their dad did and made him feel like shit about it. You know, or, or, you know, or instead of making him feel like, hey, you did, you screwed that up. You're in trouble, but you know what? You're going to be all right. Instead of that, it's like, nah, you're in trouble. You're dead to me, you know, or whatever. I hate to like get religious and Catholic on you. Um, but I think like you can never eliminate the devil from the world. So just through that metaphor, because I don't mean it literal, um, all those people teach their kids stuff and they're still going to experience all of that stuff on a very, on a much smaller level than we have. So it'll still be there. It's still there to teach life lessons and they'll still be able to have some struggle. And I know that's not like a good thing to say, but they will definitely still learn the life lessons. And, and and also, once again, as you said, as a parent, that's when these kids come home and say, hey, and, and it's not like they got beat up at school. It's just some kid who made some sideways comment about right. dirty Mexican. And then you're like, look, he's an idiot. And and then you and then that's a, 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 a it's a life. It's, it's it's a life moment to teach, you know, and. But at least they'll, they'll still get that, and because that's never going to be gone. It, 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 it's it's systemic. I don't care if there's nothing but minorities that are are the one percent at some point. There's still going to be that systemic uh, challenge, and you know, I mean, it, there's always going to be lions, and there's always going to be gazelles. Right. The bee's on my hand again. Is it? Yeah. I leave it. You know what? Be. Kind of a He's weird all right. Story. I think we become friends. Look, I could be a good guy. You and are not kill this bee, I, dude. I hate bees, and I don't hate them now. But when I was five years old in kindergarten, one landed on my hand, and I was like, "Get off here!" And I smashed it, and it stung me. I've never been stung since. But when I was young, there was all these bees in my front yard, and I would just sit there and time it, and I 
clap on him so to not get stung, just to like make yeah, up that's for that evil. It is. It's messed up, dude. I would also catch them and watch them die in jars, but that was like. I don't think Buzzy would ever hurt me. It was my reaction, yeah. I don't think Buzzy would ever hurt me now. I've named him, so now he can't hurt me. He's crawling on my computer screen. I swear to God. Where is he? I want to see him on the other side. Careful, Buzzy. (laughs) Careful. Buzzy thinks he's clever. All right, well, all right, well, either way. Call him Buzzkill. I, you know, I, I think we could both agree here that like we're in weird, fucked up times. And I like, I don't, I like the idea that you're not thinking about it like it's the apocalypse because the apocalypse implies that it's going to end. And I don't know. I just feel like if I'm out there, I want to go ahead and make the world a better place. And I feel like maybe this is a nice, uh, a nice start to tell people that, Hey man, make the world a better place. I'm going to try and make it better by keeping buzzy alive. I mean, the apocalypse, uh, the definition is kind of, kind of skewed negative. Uh, apocalypse is the end of something. So it could be just be the end of one uh, way and then the beginning of another. Was it the Mayan calendar, right? The whole 2011 thing? Yeah. Give me oh, yeah. Oh, don't, don't get me started on that. I brought it up for a reason. <laughs> well, either way, how about next week we talk about Disney? <laughs> or something that is way more uh is a way little uh, way less uh what we're talking about now this is grim i feel grim the heaviest episode ever this has been our heaviest episode i will say that much i'll put, I'll put that in the description heaviest episode of the series ever. Ever. yeah this is still we just really went into it i think or did we not i don't know black lives matter do we do we nail this well black lives do matter I think Thank we you, talked about that one. When you say it with a British accent, it sounds like a South Park character. So. They matter. They matter. They matter. <laughs> I had a I have a British guy at work, and I actually made him say it for me just to hear if it sounded similar, but it wasn't. Have you been following? Have you been following the Karens Gone Wild on Instagram? <sighs> Jesus Christ! Now, Janice, uh, my old roommate, went where I used to live before I moved. She has, and she. It turned her into, it, it, she went down this weird spiral. Where she just wanted to like find people who are acting like Karens in her own life, like going through their Instagram feeds. Where are my Karens? Where are my Karens at? Oh, there's a new one called Kevin's Gone Wild. I will. Kevin's Gone Wilder, I think it's called. And that shit is scary because like it's men being dangerous at some point, you know, like one guy's like, just totally restraining a skateboarder for like messing up his bush. And the dude's like, dude, I, I don't, in my head, I'm like, dude, don't ever mess with the skateboarder. Haven't you ever seen kids? Like they got a freaking weapon right there, man. They're going to hurt you with that. Like it's is like, it Kev, is it Kevin for sure? Kevin. Yeah. Karen's and Kevin's man. Cool. I just said, yeah. <laughs> so well, I, I guess if we're going to end it out. We'll go back to Adam Sandler real quick. Do you feel like your kids are Adam Sandler's kids from Grown Ups 1 where they're like sheltered and just self-involved or not? Or somewhere in the middle? I feel they're somewhere in the middle because I've they're, they're kids. Kids are sheltered and self-involved like just by definition really. Like well maybe not sheltered per se depending on how much money you got. But like they're self-involved. They're like, whatever's going on with them is way more important than what's going on with you. I told you, like, remember I told you last week I was like, you know, tamping dirt outside. 
I asked one of them to help me with a hose. Like, I'll give you the hose. All you got to do is spray the dirt while I'm doing it. And that's all you got to do. It'll take 20 minutes. Ugh. It's like, dude, motherfucker, dude, I'm going to make you dinner later. Like, and you're going to go, ah, oh, it's a little dry, dad. You know, like, it's insane. You know, like, uh, imagine somebody who, like, you know, doesn't really care about you at all. Like, that's a kid usually. You know, like, you got a kid who does care about you like that. Like, good on you and good on him, even though you probably didn't do anything because I treat both my kids the same way. And I got one kid who's really, really like that, who's very empathetic and, like, cares about you know, what I'm doing and wants to help and one who just doesn't. And it's, I did, I treated them both the same. Like I don't now. What <laughs> but, is like there's people that just surround themselves and their circle of friends are nothing but the selfish, self-absorbed people. And I would call that a true apocalypse. Ooh, sick. There you go. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to put it up here on this, on this pedestal over here. With Pusalaya? Yeah, <laughs> I want to put that down. And we're going to call this Cabin Fever. This has been Cabin Fever. Tony, Ed Central, Tony. the essential one. Oh, that's editorial. What did you call yourself? Editor. Editorial. Oh, at Essential Tour. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm crossing streams here. At Essential Rex. <laughs> like you're like a, you're like a terrible, terrible lizard. I got baby arms. I can't even touch myself. We'll catch you guys next week. Luke.